My name is Preston Grace, and I'd like to welcome you to the No Walls Podcast. All right, so this is the first podcast of the year. Cool, 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 cool. And uh, 2023, 2023. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last year, our first podcast ever that we posted was at the beginning of the year, and it was called, it was titled What's Your Work? And so I thought this could just be a tradition um, on No Walls. Every year, we're going to revisit at the beginning of the year uh, what our words are. And even, I think this year, we're not, haven't super landed what our words are, but we can talk a little bit about the concept of having a word and how it's useful. And uh, the dude that brought this concept into my life is uh, Taylor. And so I'm going <laughs> to let you take this away and tell us about words. All right. So I am probably, <clears throat> I mean, I could be way wrong on this. So <laughs> Trev might be able to articulate, you're so misreading this. <laughs> but honestly, I feel like I'm the guy you want around you in January for the most part. Mm, yeah. I am so unbelievably <laughs> optimistic about life. I just am. I love the new year. Uh, like I love the whole like, new year, new me. Like I'm just that guy. I buy mm. in. I'm the, I'm the new year's resolution, dude. I am the guy that buys all the subscriptions, all the memberships. <laughs> like it's just fresh. Like yeah. we, I'm, I had a conversation earlier this year with people I'm like, what's the worst month of the year? How would you decide the worst month of the year? And like so many people chose January. Oh, and wow. I was like mega shook because I think January is my top five. Yeah. Like everyone listed and they're like, well, I mean, Christmas is over. What's there to be? I was like, it's a new year. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> everything's gone. Everything is new and fresh <laughs> and beautiful and bright. And let's go. All the <laughs> sins of the past are gone. This is a brand new year. <laughs> anyways, I get mega excited. I like the dream. I like the brainstorm. And so for me, the beginning of the year is always chock full of like, just really processing like i get super theoretical in january so like if you want to get into a deep combo this is the best time to talk to me like i'm about all of it i'm deep diving he for like writing music <laughs> i wrote a poem today about my texas football team and put on facebook I, told mouth, him, I swear it is not. <laughs> not sure it did oh, i've been no. working on writing music Trevor's gonna be writing songs this year so i'm like yeah. ah, creativity is my word for last oh. year so i need to i'm gonna write a poem why is there a longhorn <laughs> reference in this worship song <laughs> So go to my Facebook page. There's a whole paragraph today on the University of Texas. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, that defeats the point. (coughs) All credit gone right there. They tuned off. (laughs) (coughs) What I'm trying to say is, is like, so for me, I do like, I love the new year. And so what I've realized uh, for me while like, I like the dream. I like the brainstorm. I really do. I like. I like. I like the challenge of new things, which is probably why I like the new year because I haven't failed yet. Mm-hmm. Like everything is in front of me. <clears throat> so what I've also realized is that I f- I find that like I need guardrails. Mm-hmm. I think this is true for everybody, but I do think there are people like myself who really like to live in extremes. All right, so we are all the way in and we are all the way out. There's really not in betweens. <clears throat> and so if I don't have guardrails. Um, that helped direct me throughout the year called start lots of things and finish none of them because mm-hmm. <clears throat> I like blazing a new trail. And so a few years ago, um, our lead pastor Jared introduced me to the idea of a word for the year. <clears throat> and I've never really heard the concept before, but um, I played with it and processed it. And now <clears throat> it's a routine and rhythm for me. 
So now, like, I find my word for the year. And so for me, what happens, it takes lots of prayer. I fast at the beginning of the year, the first 21 days. <clears throat> and during that fast, I'm kind of praying about what's my word for the year? How does that apply? What does that look like? And so for me, at the beginning of every year, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to create a word for the year. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of what you we did last year, right? So the yeah. idea of a word for the year <clears throat> is essentially what it is because <clears throat> it's a word or it could be a phrase and it kind of sets the pace for you for the rest of the year. So everything kind of comes underneath that. And so like, so for me, like last year, my word was creativity. Mm-hmm. And so all year long last year, I was looking for new avenues to be creative, to try to like flex a muscle that I've told myself for most of my life I'm not. And I believe we are all creative people. We are created beings who are built to create. Like it's yeah. part of the give and take of the relationship we have with God. I think it's what makes us different than animals. We have the ability to like imagine a future. Yeah. Your dog isn't worried about six weeks from now, but you can't move because you're so stressed out about six weeks. Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> you can dream of a different future. <clears throat> and so like call your last year, I really wanted to become creative. I wanted to really flex that muscle. And so the way that played out for me last year, because I realized my personality doesn't do well with like something I'm not naturally gifted at for a really long time, Mm -hmm. right? So I did it by quarters. So last year I worked on learning Spanish and then I started writing music and then I learned playing the guitar and then I started writing a book. Mm -hmm. And so each quarter I started a new thing to try to flex that creativity. But so for me, everything in 2022 was really about coming underneath that one word the year before that was gift is in the grind and mm-hmm. so i wanted to really learn to love the work and not regret the work and not shame the work so each year i try to find one word and then i come underneath that word for the rest of the year and it kind of sets the pace for who we are what we do how we're going to run um and so we do I, it comes on the back end of a fast because i think if you're going to pick a word for the year you should probably really process that yeah you don't really just off the cuff throw a word out there so the fast for us is huge. And as people of faith, fasting essentially just kind of laying something aside that you normally do mm-hmm. so that you can spend that time kind of focusing on God, drawing near to him so they can help you kind of get some things in order for you to be able to see and do and receive what it is you're looking for. So yeah. uh, our word for the year, that's what that is. So the premise is essentially you're kind of looking for a, a buoy, mm-hmm. like a, a flag post to run towards so that when the distractions of life inevitably come, You've got something guarding you, driving you, steering you, so you don't get distracted off off pace of what you believe God's called you to. Yeah, that is good. So as well as having a word for yourself, um, you normally have words for your teams as well, right? Yeah, so I am a big vision guy. So the whole scripture, like my people are perishing for lack of vision, mm-hmm. like I, I subscribe fully to that. I just I think when you don't know and you can't clearly articulate where you're running, you're just going to confuse people. Right. <laughs> it's really hard to follow you. You're going to be frustrated at people for things you didn't articulate well because you didn't know where you were going. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like, my personal opinion, because I would, I would be late to start something so that I was clear about what the thing I'm starting is. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I would always choose showing up to the party late than showing up early not knowing what you're doing. Yeah. Because ultimately, people just get hurt in the process when you start things too early. <clears throat> um, and so for me, at the very least, you want to know where you're going and what you're doing. And so I do that. So I have a word for the year for me personally. I have a word for the year for me and my wife. So like for our family. And then I have a word for the year for the teams I lead at the church. So I, I theoretically have three of them kind of circulating throughout the year. And those words are really big for me. And so they kind of help me come back, which is one of the reasons why I do a 21-day fast. Because yeah. 
you know, I really want to make sure I lock those in and know where we're going, how we're doing it, why we're doing it, so that <clears throat> um, when the brand new ideas come on and get started, because that's a problem for me, like individually, just tailor specific. I am super subject to the shiny thing. Always yeah. have been, probably always will be. I just have an affinity for brand new. Um, I would rather throw something away than repurpose it. <clears throat> and so without the guardrails, I'm just the guy that starts a brand new sermon series every month, mm -hmm. and we have no, <laughs> no idea where we're going. It just felt good. Felt like a really cool idea. Let's do that, right? Mm -hmm. Let's. We we don't even. We're, that's fine. We'll figure out as we go. We just want something new. We'll just change it up for the sake of changing it up. Yeah. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, and like that's I've done ministry like that before. It's just frustrating. It frustrates the people you're leading. Uh, but even inside my own life, it's the same way. Like the me and my wife had the best year we've ever had. And so uh, in May will be 10 years being married. Wow. Which is, let's go, baby, yeah. a decade. You know what I'm saying? We did it. Uh, and last year, 2022, was objectively in every possible way you could measure the best year we've ever had. <laughs> and part yeah. of that was because we were very clear on where we were running, what we were doing, what God called us to do. Yeah, that's cool. Let's talk uh, a little bit more about fasting, if <laughs> okay. you're cool with that. Um, so you fast every year. Jeff, have, have you fasted? Did you fast last year? Uh, yes. And what was your experience with that like? Uh, did you tough. Like, did it you was get... my first year fasting in a shared household. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I didn't even think about so that. So yeah. first off, f fasting was actually a pretty new concept for me. Mm -hmm. Um we didn't i was never it was something never talked about growing up in church which mm -hmm. is weird yeah um but here uh it was like i think i walked in to the church in, in the middle of a fast so that's interesting yeah um i answered prayer <laughs> <laughs> for me anyway yeah. <laughs> uh, um so had no no clue what i was doing try and i i tried my first time or whatever right but last year was really difficult because um, it was doing it alongside someone. Yeah. Um, and so it was a, uh, like, I'm fasting, but like we're fasting mm -hmm. too, kind of a weird flow kind of a deal. And, um, by the end of it, I think it was, I would, I would call it productive. Yeah. You know, I, I would, I, I think it was good for us. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. And you fast every year, Taylor. Um, and how long have you been doing that for? Uh, since I got to the brick, so okay. six years now, coming <coughs> in faster before that, but having a specific time of the year where I fast every time during the year at this time, six years. Yeah. Okay. And if like people have never fasted before, like what is, what is, I know you've kind of explained it, but like, what does that like do for you? Yeah. So <coughs> there's probably like lots of different answers to this question. Yeah. So I will articulate what my answer be as best I can. Um, so, like, fasting is, a, like, by definition, it's food-specific to, like, lay aside food and, you know, drink just water for mm -hmm. a season of time. But, like, I think um, the concept is still true. So, like, you know, maybe you're not able to fast food. You fast, like, I'm not going to watch, <clears throat> like, TV for 21 days. Yeah. You know, for some people, that would be profoundly difficult. Yeah. And so, in my opinion, the idea of the fast isn't so much, uh, like, how hard, if you will, it is, because that would be very subjective. It's it's choosing something that would be difficult not to do. It's rhythmatic for you. It's routine <clears throat> so that you have space to hear. Oh, you have yeah. space to, <clears throat> to lean in to what God's trying to say. So, like, 
<clears throat> it could be any number of things in my personal opinion. You may have some people have different theologies, but like I don't think fasting has to be only food. It could be any number of things. Like for me during my fast, one of the things I do is I fast all social media. Mm. So like I won't touch anything that isn't church related. Mm-hmm. And then everything else is off. And then I don't take any secular content in. So it's just worship music. It's just sermons. It's nothing in the other, like nothing, anything besides that doesn't come in. Qual on top of the like dietary restriction fast that I do. Um, And that's for me. That Mm -hmm. isn't to prescribe how you individually should fast. Like, I, I think this thing starts in phases. I think it's very absurd unless you just heard from heaven to go from like, I've never fasted in my life and now I'm going to fast for 21 days. Everything that isn't there. I'm going to do a traditional Daniel fast where it's like legumes and fruits and no meat anywhere. No desserts, no delicacies. Like that would be a very extreme thing. So I think there are levels and like, uh, I think you should really be super prayerful about what you do. But the reason you do it, (laughs) because I think there's something God's doing inside you through the process. Mm. So like while you're fasting, generally speaking, I think you are either trying to hear. So like for me, I want direction for the student ministry. Mm -hmm. I want direction for our creative team. I want direction for my own personal life. And so throughout that 21 days, like I'm not taking any content in. It isn't worship or sermons. And I'm trying to hear from God, like, what are you saying? Mm -hmm. Where are you calling me to go? What are you calling me to do? How are you calling me to lead? And it's 21 days of just constant kind of like, really being prayerful and processing, like trying to hear what's God saying to me, directions he's kind of leading me. Um, Generally speaking, I think one of two things is happening. You're either fasting because you're trying to get an answer from God. You're trying to hear what he's been saying the whole time, or you're trying to like allow God to do something in you. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's an area of my life, a character flaw, if you will, or something that like I'm really struggling with and I'm not able to do it on my own. So I'm mm-hmm. going to lay aside distractions or uh, even good things so that I can let God do something extra in me because right. there's more time now dedicated to him. So it's yeah. like, it really could be anything. It doesn't have to be bad things. Like one of our core values of the church is like we give up things we love for things we love even more mm-hmm. because it's an honor to sacrifice for Christ and his church. Right. I think fasting is the most beautiful example of that. Right. It's like, I love meat. Like, yeah. I have a whole barbecue business <laughs> yeah. where I smoke meat all the time. Like, I love food. And, like, laying that aside for 21 days while I do a Daniel fast is really, really hard. But there's nothing wrong with ribs. Mm-hmm. I just am not going to eat them for the next 21 days because I want to hear from God and try to hear what he's saying to me. So, anyways, to answer your question, that's kind of what a fast is. And it's typically why you do it. Is you're trying to hear or you're trying to get God to do something inside you. You're trying to create space, ultimately, make room. For God to move. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. There, something cool <laughs> that was unexpected, because um, I, I am relatively new, just the last you know three years or so that I've I have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, it highlighted what needed to be gone for a moment for me to hear God better, um, and then also it highlighted things that needed to be removed from my life. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. And that was a game changer yeah. for me. Uh, Jared did a sermon one time talking about. Um, dragging a dead thing behind you and like eventually it's going to make you sick and you're dragging this dead thing pretending that it's like well i gotta have it i gotta hold on to it blah blah blah. and i realized that there were um i had a i had a really i had a problem uh long 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 story short 
there was a problem associated through a lot of my social media. I had a, I had a large social media following for mm-hmm. a period of time. And um, I sat in a sermon and I listened to him talk about um, how uh, it was a sermon that he did about Samson. Mm-hmm. He's like Samson in the vineyard. And like, what is the vineyard of your life where you're not something that you're not supposed to be in, something you're not supposed to have that it's like if you're in that room, you're going to mess up that kind of a situation. Yeah. And I was sitting there, I was like, you know what? I've been dragging this dead thing around, hoping that it could potentially come into this next season of life. Yeah. And God's telling me, it's like, you remember the hole that I dug for you to put that thing in and I buried it and you dug it back up and now you're dragging it behind you. It's like, maybe we should go put that back in the hole that I put it. Yeah. And so anyway, uh, to say all that or whatever, yeah, that is good. it was like, whoa, okay, cool. There were a lot of things highlighted that I was fasting that were just like, like, cool, you don't need to have that exposure right now because I have I have a lot to talk about. So like, like yeah. quit, quit pouring that into your cup. I want to pour <laughs> more into your cup so you can get more, blah, blah, blah. And then there, like I said, there was other things as like, this is hurting you and what I have for you and hurting our relationship. You need to cut it out. Yeah. And it's like, this is, a, this is, if you're asking me what I, what I think is best for you, I think you should remove this. Mm-hmm. And so then you have the faith step to whether you do it or you don't. And thank God for grace because there were a few seasons where I'm like, no, it's cool. I'll just like, I'll leave it at the foot of my bed. You know, it's fine. He's, he's still there or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and then eventually it's like, oh, my gosh, you were right. It took me an, a year and a half to catch it, but you were right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I think fasting is really an interruption. Mm. So it's like <clears throat> most of your life you do on, auto repeat, on, on autopilot. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you think about it, like, there are probably whole sections that you can start, you can start your car turn your car off and you don't remember what happened in between. Yeah. Right. Like my drive from the church to my house, <coughs> I think I, I don't even I don't remember any of it. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I could basically be driving on autopilot. <clears throat> and I think what's dangerous is I think life naturally does that. Like because we're creatures of habit, we assume routines and we just kind of stay in them for mm-hmm. good and bad. <coughs> and it makes it really hard to hear God when like there really isn't, many moments where you're just not still yeah because you still have routine you still have rhythms you have still things you're doing it's like well while no you can't just not go to work tomorrow you gotta pay bills you cannot watch tv yeah you know you can not go out to eat for a month you can uh you know commit to family dinner and the the kid i mean there's a thousand things you can do but it's it's what i would normally do i'm no longer doing and you get to an interrupt yeah so normally it's like Oh wait, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Now what? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, exactly. Now it, what? It's, do I it, do it's now? crazy. And so, like, you, then it's in uh, the design behind the fast is when you get to the interrupt moment. That's when, all right, God, what are you saying? Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of the fast yeah. is it just interrupts. It like it it breaks the monotony. It breaks the routine. It breaks the like mindlessness of life and kind of forces you to like this is one of the crazy things about a fast is like you have natural rhythms you don't even know you have mm-hmm. so like there are whole things you do and you're like food is touching your lip and you're like wait i'm not eating right now yeah and that happens to me the first like three days of every fast i start it's like wait hold up we're not eating right now there's nothing we're gonna eat that yeah. and it's a trip I, and uh last year specifically i remember one i made an entire breakfast and then realized like i couldn't eat oh wow <laughs> <laughs> like I boiled yeah. eggs, had oh, like salt man. pepper, some olive oil ready to go. Like it's gonna be a delicious breakfast, and I'm like slicing this egg, and I'm like, <laughs> this is I can't eat this. 
<laughs> oh man. But it was an interrupt, right? Yeah. It was a moment. It was like, oh wow, even that simple thing. And then like for me, <clears throat> uh, social media may be the the bigger interrupt. The food is important, I think, because like I just like the traditional like I really like being able to tie to something that's ancient. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool to ponder and think about like this is a spiritual practice. Like for thousands of yeah. years, people of faith have walked out. So yeah. for me, having the Daniel fast is really it's empowerful. It's a, it's it's uh it's empowering for me personally. Um, but the social media one is the one with the most interrupts. Yeah. It's just crazy how natural pulling your phone out first thing in the morning and going to like Twitter mm-hmm. or I, I guess Instagram or Snapchat for the people who aren't, you know, 90 years old like <laughs> me, I guess. I love Twitter still do. Uh anyways. <laughs> <laughs> whatever your thing is, it's just it is shocking when you realize yeah. like like one of one of the things I'll tell on you most if you if during your fast you do social media like me, like, bro, that screen time blasts you hard. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like you it are thirty seven percent down yeah, from your it's screen. It's a full yeah, like, on wow. shot at you. Like I spent that much time on my screen. That's crazy. What's yeah. happening? Anyways, but I, I still say the fast is really about an interruption. Yeah, it's about creating moments throughout your day that you normally do something you can't now, and now it gives you space to like pray. Yeah. I, I had a moment, um, so last year, last January was the first time I'd ever fasted before, so I did something super simple, because we kind of talked about, like, like maybe not jumping in if I don't know yeah. for sure, and uh, what I did was, I could eat anything I wanted to, but I couldn't drink any pop or tea, I let myself drink water and black coffee, so I could still get caffeine, but it had to be from black coffee, I didn't even really like black coffee at the time, so that was, uh, I learned how to like black coffee, but um, <laughs> it was exactly what you are talking about, though, because it was every time, because I was living, uh, I was with my parents at the time, and my grandparents lived there, and they keep pop stacked all the time. And so every time I went to the fridge and just, like, the muscle memory of grabbing a pop, it was like that, oh, man, like, why am I doing this? And then, like, you, it would be a moment of, like, having, like, taking a, a moment to, like, reflect and, like, think about God and stuff. And, like, those moments don't happen if, you know, you're just on autopilot. And um, this last, I guess, two months ago, uh, me and my wife both did a social media, not a social media fast, a secular media fast. So, like, we just didn't do anything that wasn't, like, biblical, like, or, like, a video about the Bible or a sermon or something. And it was crazy how often, apparently every time we sit down, we watch a YouTube video while we eat. I've never really paid attention to that before until I would go up, pull up a YouTube video, click on it, and be like, oh, I can't watch this. And so, like, and then all of a sudden, you know, it what it led to was... Uh, we actually got to sit down and have a lot more conversations. And because scripture was on our mind constantly, we were having a lot more conversations about who Jesus is. And it, it ended up being like a really cool thing. It was really good for us. And I think I'm, I'm about to, it's what you were saying, Trevor. It was like, I learned there are actually a lot of things through that that, that should just be gone permanently. Right. And um, that was, that's been a really cool thing. So those are my two experiences fasting. I've never done the Daniel fast before, um, but I think I'm going to this year. And so once you get your word, for the year um can you explain a little bit like how is it different than a resolution for you because mm-hmm. the thing that's interesting is i've seen you for two years uh because it's the only time i've really like, been paying attention to it i guess like you've had a word for the year or a phrase for the year and it has literally stuck all year and most resolutions don't do that so what do you think makes it stick better yeah uh it's a great question <coughs> i hope i can always stick to pulling that off <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right I will go ahead and out. If you are like a really deep thinker, you very well may just come to the end of what I'm about to say. I'm like, that's semantics. And it may be. So 
I will not ignore the fact that this may be placebo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it is, but you know, if you come to the conclusion it's just semantics, then I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> so for me, the difference <coughs> is the resolution is all about the finished product. Whereas for me, a word for the year is the filter you run everything else through. Mm. So like if I have a resolution, it's like I want to lose 30 pounds. Mm. You may pull that off, but it's so much more about where you're going. It has almost nothing to do with the process, Yeah, which is where I see resolutions fall short almost all the time. It's like I want to be at this place there. Yeah. But, like, I've not calculated at all the actual cost of what it would take for me to get there. Like, for years, I would be like, I want to lose 30 pounds, I want to lose 30 pounds, and gain 10. Yeah. <clears throat> and it would frustrate me. And, like, I don't understand why. It's a very clear goal. It's like, no, I'm not calculating who I am tomorrow mm-hmm. that will ultimately get to the destination I want. And I think that's why resolutions fall short, is we're so, like, in-game focused that we have not counted the cost. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to... I wanna, I'm, I'm 290 pounds, and I want to weigh 190. That's 100 pounds. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. I'm about to be the biggest fan for you. I got you. I will hype the crap out of every step. But I promise, if that's the resolution, you are not touching that. Because mm-hmm. you've almost never processed how much that is going to cost you. Yeah. How much less you're going to have to eat. How much more you're going to have to work out. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the word for the year <clears throat> is a filter. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a means by which I run every decision, every idea, every opportunity through. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I know this is who God's called me to be this year. Because <clears throat> yep. it's where he's called me to run, <clears throat> or this is how he's called me to run, because it's how, what he's called me to do. And so this word is a filter, like a coffee filter, if you mm-hmm. will, that strains out everything that doesn't actually get me to the goal I'm supposed to go to. So like, for example, <clears throat> uh, uh, like our word for the year for switch last year was hope mm-hmm. all about hope. It's all about conversations about like kind of process where we've come from to where God's calling us to. So for me, we didn't really preach last year on um, like the end times. Yeah. We could have, Yeah, I could have preached on revelation. It just didn't fit mm-hmm. into the practical aspect of like what I was trying to get these kids to do. I need these kids to like see themselves how God sees them. Yeah. I needed our students to like, have belief that the future can be better and they can do something about it today. So there are like whole topics that we just didn't really jump in on, Mm -hmm. like, because that didn't actually drive to the end game. And so it filters a ton of things out. Same thing with our student ministry. Like the events we did last year were very oriented around hope and how do we create that? What does that look like? Uh, And so like for me last year, like I, I I intentionally made sure that like, when I spent my free time, they all ran through the lens of creativity. Mm. So like uh, last year I started reading comic books for the first time in like almost 10 years, Mm. which might seem really lame to you. And if it is, I'm sorry, I had a blast. (laughs) But like what it was, was a new means of like storytelling. Yeah. And so I found it helping me preach because I was seeing a whole new way to tell a story, Mm -hmm. whole new way to create, whole new like plot lines and things like that. It was really fun, fun for me. So essentially, in my opinion, the difference is it's the filter you live the rest of your 365 through. Mm-hmm. And you can reassess it. And like to give an out, like if you are not a type A personality or like you're not a J on the Enneagram and you're like, oh my gosh, that sounds like the most crippling box me in thing. 
I will personally still argue that it's a win for you. Mm -hmm. So just to be clear, I still camp out on, I think an actual word for the year will do you good, but I'll give you a slight amendment. I think you could do it quarterly. Mm -hmm. Like if you were really going to process like, all right, I don't know if I can commit to 365 days, but I can three months Mm -hmm. or I can one month. I I think you could still get a word for a quarter. I would just argue if you're going to do that, then you still need to take the same level of intentionality to finding it. Yeah. So if you're going to break it up into force, then you need to create, I would argue, a fast at the beginning of each or towards the end of those to try to rehear again what that next quarter's word is. But maybe we're, we're getting a little bit more into the weeds on that. But to answer the actual question, <clears throat> the difference between resolution and word for the year is word for the year, in my opinion, is just a filter. Mm-hmm. It's the way That's you good. live the rest of your life through for that year. So it's like I'm running everything through this lens, through this filter, and that helps me sift out the opportunities that get me to the person God's calling me to become or would distract me from the things God's calling me to become. So like there are whole opportunities I turned down last year that just didn't fit into my personal narrative, or my mm-hmm. personal word for the year, or the one for my wife and I. Yeah. Yeah. So, does it that's make sense? That's a good, yeah, simple answer. A filter. Yeah. Like that's something like I, I can like I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Like let me pour this in through this real quick. And if it catches, then it wasn't for me. If it goes through, that's my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I love that you said um, I know you it was like a little bit of a rabbit trail, but like if you're gonna be the person that switches it up quarterly, um, like be intentional kind of yeah. thing and like be flexible. Uh, that's how I unexpectedly moved last year. So I started the year with this big concept, blah, 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 had this, I like, it was very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I woke up like in Ju- like June and had this real tug of like, it's fixed or actually, was, I'm sorry, it was July. It was af- after at the movies or in the middle of it. And I had this like, ugh, like gut punch moment of like, it's changing. And so yeah. it literally did. I had to, I had to shut down a lot of resources and figure out like, like what's going on what's going on god and because i had no idea of that concept of like Mm. well i'm running with this idea what happened and it was a like an unexpected from my side series of events that flipped my script they like flipped to a whole new i was a new trev i had to learn a whole lot of different things that i had got into a rhythm Mm. the first half of the year and it had it changed abruptly and so i was like i i'm spiritually hungry for help right now and so w- in that wrestling in the midst of that led to a new word for me, for my, for me and my wife and for my team. Mm-hmm. And I'll share the one for my team. It was, it was, uh, the word was table. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> and what that meant is that like, there's room, even if you don't have a position, mm-hmm. there's room to be like, you're important. You can come sit at the table, even if I am not going to like you're only valuable if you're in the spotlight kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Like no, that's the concept I, I, I felt so strongly about is like, I don't want you to only feel valuable or feel like you can contribute to the organism. If you have a piece, if you have like a, a, a chair in the spotlight kind of a thing. Yeah. And, and just anyway, having that freedom, I honestly don't, I haven't got any, and I'm hoping that during the fast coming up, I'll be able to get some clarity. I don't feel like the table season for my team is over yet. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do with that. Cause I've got a clear word for me and my, cu- for me and my wife, I'm still chewing on the one for me as an individual. And then like for the one on my team, I'm like, but I think we're still in it. So yeah. like, what do I do with that? And so anyway, I'm looking, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to the fast this year. It's not like a daunting, scary giant or anything for me this year. Yeah. Uh, I, Cause I'm like, Oh, good. I'll, it's almost like I have an excuse to cut all this other crap out for right yeah. now or whatever, which is dumb to think. But I like, it's like, oh, no, I'm cool. I'm fasting. It's like yeah. I'm supposed to do this or whatever. And it, it helps. I don't know. It's, I feel, I'm excited. Like I said, I'm excited for it to 
to like get some clarity and like I feel like it right now I have like 20 different <laughs> things I'm chewing on mm-hmm. and it's like okay cool when I cut the all the the excess out of my life and perspective or whatever it's like those 20 things hopefully will be able to be filtered through yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'll be able to like okay cool I can run with five instead of 80 you yeah know? that's awesome yeah I don't think there's anything crazy about redoing a word <coughs> just to maybe give you permission on that <coughs> I, I, I think it's definitely possible someone could have the same word back to back. Like I almost did last year. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so, yeah, anyways, I just couldn't only have to be for one year. It could be two years, it could be three years, it could be six months, whatever. The goal, though, is essentially you don't want to live life without the filter, I think is what my pitch would be. Yeah. Because <coughs> I think in general, we should always have some kind of a lens, something that we are running our life through. Obviously, we need to be praying and like trying to be the people God's called us to be. <clears throat> but trying to hear from God each day um, sounds pretty daunting. <clears throat> like, I need a fresh word from you today, God, when it's like believing and trying to hear God, all right, God, what's the best filter by which I can live life through so I don't like, I, I can have some That's established good. rhythms. Does yeah. it make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. And if you're like that tight with Jesus, shout out to you. You're amazing. Well, I'm well, super I'm excited for you. That's if you're amazing. at that level where you can handle like like bring me another one, bring me another one every day. It's like, yeah. Jeez. Kudos to hey, you for TV being Jakes, man. Yeah. <laughs> spiritual, you know, superhero. Yeah. But for me, I'm distracted easily. Life gets busy really fast, and I don't always prioritize my time as best I should. So since I know that that's true about me, the filter keeps me in line. Mm-hmm. That's good because I know I can always come back to it. Can always run it through that. So let's maybe process like what that would look like, right? Mm-hmm. So I reserve the right to change my mind because <laughs> the fast for me is about establishing those words. Right. But as it stands, I've got two of the three figured out. The one with me and my wife, we figure out together. So we go on a trip at the beginning of the year and she goes through her fast and I go through my fast. <coughs> and at that trip, we come together and we establish what our word for the year is. Uh, but so I can give you the one I know for sure for student ministry, and then I think the one I'm going to have for me personally. So for student ministry this year, our word's going to be deeper. <coughs> and so what that looks like, because we did a whole year of hope last year, which mm-hmm. was just or bonkers. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was crazy, man. And we saw so many students decide to follow Jesus. Like, I yeah. was just blown away by it. <coughs> What stood out to me was the gap between the amount of students who raised their hands and the ones who went public with their faith, right? Mm-hmm. They got baptized, which is a big step for us as a church. It was a little bit bigger than I would like. And so what I realized was I think last year was really about helping these kids understand Jesus is who he said he is, and he is good news. Mm-hmm. And he will absolutely set you free and change your life. <coughs> and then this year is going to be more about empowering those kids and our leaders to realize like but he's so much more than a singular decision Mm, but like daily he's a part of this thing like like he wants not just today to feel better he doesn't want you to get like a moment of euphoria or a huge dopamine hit and then that's it like Mm -hmm. he wants your life to actually be different and actually be better and so this whole year will focus on (coughs) trying to get deeper so hope is profound it's beautiful but now i want to help you see what does it look like to carry that with you? What does it look like to give that to people? So, like, the whole year will be about equipping and empowering students to step into who God's calling them to be. So we're going to go deeper. So, like, 
We're going to empower kids to serve. We're going to process like biblical practices that are really healthy and good for you so that you can stay full of hope. Yeah. Uh, taking faith steps and kind of like moving towards the people God's calling us to become. What does that look like? How do you do that? And really just try to get as many tools and students' belts as possible. We want them to go deeper. We don't want them to just know Jesus. We want them to live with Jesus. Yeah. And so that's going to be the whole premise for our student ministry. <coughs> and then personally, <coughs> I'm like 89% locked. I've got about 11% that could change. And uh, <coughs> my, I think the word is going to be lose. Mm. So <coughs> I get my way almost all the time. It just is what it is. Like, it's kind of always been true once I got out of my parents' house. As a Enneagram 8, a type A, strong J, very vocal, very passionate leader, people typically just do what I want, mm-hmm. um, which has some awesome benefits. You know, like, it's amazing because we usually can move pretty quick. I get to my conclusions faster than the most. I get my word for the year. I stick to my word for the year, which creates a ton of momentum and energy. <clears throat> but like everything, it has its own weaknesses. And so what I realized is that I get, I don't think I always allow or afford people the time to process at their rate. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Can I project my rate onto you? Can I want you to move at the speed that I'm moving when that's not fair to you? Can I don't process the same way? Can I not the same person? And so I think all of 2023 for me is going to be about choosing you, not me. And I think that could be very unhealthy. So when you hear me say the word lose, that is not a prescription to you. Mm-hmm. But as the person that I individually am, I'm not going to overcorrect. Yeah. Right. Like there, I'm not really about to fall into the other ditch where I don't think I matter anymore, that my yeah. voice doesn't matter. I don't think I could fix that. I don't think I could ever shift that hard to not want to be heard. So since I don't think that's possible, being someone with an extreme personality, I think an extreme adjustment's also needed. Mm-hmm. And so similar to the year I did gift was in the grind. I was very lazy and very undisciplined. And so I didn't want to do hard things. So I sold out to doing all the hard things. Mm -hmm. This feels similar to that where it's like all year long, I want to choose you over me. So I want empathy. I want you to know that I hear you, that I feel what you're saying, not just waiting for you to finish what you're saying. So you can hear the advice I have to give to you. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that same thing, my marriage, like I want to make sure, <clears throat> that more often than not, I'm choosing what Nicole wants to do, not me. Because mm-hmm. my wife is an Enneagram 2, and so her typical nature is to just go with the flow. Mm-hmm. And so this year is going to be really about trying to make sure we go to the places she wants. We eat the food that she wants. We do the things that she wants. We do a lot of things the way that she wants because I've lived a decade with her now, and more often than not, we do what I want. Uh, and that's mostly because Nicole doesn't have strong opinions, but there's some unhealth in that too. So I, I just want to do a balance and overcorrection because I know getting into the ditch of never doing what I want is really just not feasible. So I feel like it's safe to swing really hard the extreme. I'm trying to walk you through my thought process because I don't think this would be healthy for a lot of people. So I do not think you should listen to this and choose lose for your word. Mm -hmm. I just know I'm never going to just do what you want. Mm -hmm. So it is going to take an intentional filter the rest of the year. And my hope is what it creates for me is I want to grow in empathy big Mm -hmm. time. I really want to care about how you feel, why you feel what you feel, and really become a safe space. Like I want to be a place that you can come and really be honest and really be vulnerable with and know like I'm I'm going to wait for you to find the truth. Like I I want to be better at like leading you to the answer, not telling you the answer. And I think Mm -hmm. the best way for me to be able to do that is going to have to choose 
to lose. So I'm going to go you, not me. Uh, and that's kind of the idea at the moment. So yeah. my word for the year is lose. So I'm going to try to do my best. Like even down to the simplest things, like when we choose restaurants, I don't even want to play the game. I'm just mm. going to go. I'm not even yeah. going to vote. I'm just going to go where you want to go. And so that's my idea. We'll see how it plays out. But that's, cool. that's where I'm at at the moment. Yep. I, uh, I've got one that's pretty solidified. Um, I have a couple that are in the air. And that's the one for me and my wife, Fallon. Um, and I actually wasn't thinking of it as a word for the year until, like, we start talking about January and stuff. But it's kind of been a filter that we've been running things through for the last, I think, couple months now. Is uh, we wanted to get really, I think our word is going to be, um, or our phrase is going to be, like, growing in faith together. Like, specifically uh, together, like, praying together more. Um, we're going to uh, focus on... Uh, really just trying to hear from God together as a couple, um, praying for things, constantly having something to be praying for, um, and also, like, trying to, like, figure out how we can do some some other things, like, financially um, it, with our faith. And so just trying to grow together, grow our faith together, and really being intentional about, like, we each have faith, we each are following Jesus, but trying to make that, like, mesh, like, trying to make that one thing, the one flesh concept. And I think we've done decent at that in the first year of marriage, but really trying to make sure, like, just really focusing on that in our second year, I think, is is uh, is big. So that's what we're going to try to do. So good, bro. Thanks, man. So good. Appreciate that. Trevor, do you have anything? Uh, yeah. Uh, so I think, uh, like I said before, uh, I think I'm still chewing on the word for my team, mm-hmm. and I am still processing the word for, my, for myself. Um, I think it has to do with some realm of – um, making something, mm-hmm. creating something, uh, flexing something about flexing muscles that are not being flexed. Um, and I don't know what that is yet. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that it'll come out in the fast, but the one for me and Hannah is, um, encounter, mm-hmm. um, experiencing encounter, something to that effect. Um, and I was like, what the heck does that mean? And, what I'm walking away with in this moment, I'm like Taylor. I'm like 88, 89%. You know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, like I love how you're like it's exactly 89%, 11%. It's <laughs> flexible, but 89. I love that. <laughs> love that. <laughs> um, I think uh, our marriage thus far has been very, very, very internal work. Mm-hmm. Like we have really busted our butts to know each other very well we've done a lot of growing as individuals and growing with each other and figuring out how figuring out how each other um, needs to be loved and wants to be loved and getting rid of the residue of past relationships and unhealthy crap and Mm -hmm. just stuff like that and um and it's been really really internal like i feel like we've been just like really working our the gears have been turning for this long period of time and stepping into this year it was really interesting that it that i felt like it was the word encounter because we are expecting our first baby so duh like we're gonna be experiencing a lot of external first yeah but also it feels related to like we as a couple are going to be experiencing external things for the first time this year. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people would be like, well, yeah, because of the baby and like new life and blah, blah, blah. And, the thing. and it feels so much more like, like our eyes are going to be open to the world and to people around us in a new way mm-hmm. and running that filter instead of like, 
I am the kind of dude that can build a like a island, mm-hmm. have all my favorite things, my favorite people, and I'm fine. Yeah. Cabin in the woods alone, that's me. Yeah. That's Trev. Um, so like date nights or hanging out or like that, I want to be in my home. I want to yeah. be on my home. I want to play with my chickens. I have a bunch of house plants, <laughs> uh, <laughs> candles lit, warm lights. That's my jam. I don't yeah. need anything else. And uh, I recognize through friends and through people around me and through actually kind of tasting it for ourselves, like, wow, there's a lot of there's a lot of world out there that like I don't necessarily want to go because I've I've been very blessed to be able to travel and see mm-hmm. the world or see the United States anyway. Um, and I'm like, OK, I'm cool. I'm done. But like it's really interesting viewing external life and experiences and stuff like that through the filter of a couple mm-hmm. um, that that I kind of was like, oh, my gosh, that really is hitting different. That really is really interesting. Um, and then also having like the thought of like, whoa, not only a couple, but a married couple, not only a married couple, but like parents and then not only parents, but also to like have this experience with a child, like yeah. like getting to see it through their eyes kind of a thing. And just all that anticipation and growing and brewing and stuff like that. That's something along those lines. Like I said, I, I feel like there'll be some more clarity come out of the of the fast. But it feels like our word as a couple is going to be encounter. Yep. That's cool. I love that. That's awesome. I am. Uh, I think it's a good place to end this thing. I am super stoked for 2023. I can't wait to see what happens. Let's go. Um, so The best is ahead. The best yes. is ahead. Love you guys. Thank you guys so much for talking with me today. Love you. Love you. Thank you.